And that's what NAM stands for. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Jet lagged as fuck. I'm Adam Johnson. Sitting here for a week. I'm Dan Ray. So yes, we have both returned from our valiant adventures. Yeah, our our various places. How was Disney? Fantastic and grueling and fantastic. Yeah, it was good. I'll just say, you know, the one highlight was we did an after hours event at Magic Kingdom, separately ticketed late night event goes till 1 a.m., which was a lot for the two 10-year-old girls on our trip. But they were up for it. They were were troopers. They sell 18,000 tickets to that after hours in a park that's built for 80,000 people. So it's like- Sure. Wide open, you know, all of the rides are walk-ons and free Mickey bars. So that's ah, hard to complain about. So that was a good time. The, nice. the rest of the trip was great too, but that was that was kind of the highlight for all of us. Awesome. Yep. But meanwhile, you've been at Mecca. Yes. So I flew out to Los Angeles on Wednesday and spent the whole weekend in Anaheim. Flew back on Sunday. And man, it was a lot of stuff. And I think we'll get into it in just a little bit. But let's just say West Coast to East Coast adjustment, not so fantastic. No. I liked how you opened the, the and that's why, because when I told my wife you're going to Nam, she was like, Vietnam? Yes. I've also had normies ask me about that. Yeah. There's a shorthand that we just- uh, We take for granted. We just, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to reviews before we get into the, mm-hmm. the big old AMA of it. This one is a five-star review, Apple Podcast. Fred said this. This says, Gear Talk. Hey, guys, great work on this podcast. It's so refreshing to listen to the two of you talk about all facets of what we do, everything from marketing to a typical night of the gig. Also, it's good that you sprinkle in a little bit of gear talk. A little bit of gear talk. That's well-timed. Thanks for that. Big thanks to Fred for the kind words. If you would like to hear your name on the podcast, that's the way to do it. Do what Fred did. Leave a good review. Do what Fred did. Indeed. All right. So I just got back from Nam. Ask me anything. How was it? It was fun. Cool. It was a lot of fun. It was very tiring. Uh, the Anaheim Convention Center is very big yeah. and Nam is very big. It is three stories in one building, two stories in another building, and they're all connected, but not in a way that is easy to get to. Of course. No. Why make it easy? So I, I, I tallied up the steps over the course of the weekend, and it was 220-something thousand steps. That's some steps. That's some steps. Averaging about 10 a day. I bet. But there was a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of stuff to see. So I want to make sure I got as much so of it as possible. Mostly the experience is show floor. You're going across booths of various mm-hmm. different vendors, right? That's the, that's the idea. Yep. And there's also panels. Uh-huh. Yep. So I, I went to a bunch of them on social media. And that kind of stuff, because a lot of them are geared specifically towards either recording artists or people who sell instruments for a living. Sure. So they, they don't all apply, <laughs> but there's a NAM app that has the full schedule of all the panels and stuff. And you just kind of bookmark the ones you like and you get little alerts when it's time to go check them out. So they have the system down pretty, pretty, pretty sure. solid. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's also a place where you can find very famous people from very in like a very small world because like every time i told somebody who was not a musician who i saw they're like uh what whoever so yeah exactly so most people don't know who leland sklar is but when he's two feet in front of you how is that possible yeah well he was there apparently he's there all the time sure a friend of mine who's like yeah no he's that's that guy yeah all right our previous interviewee finn mckenty posted a, a nam bingo card of all the things that you would see at nam 
and he was pretty spot on. The the center one on the bingo card was Stevie Wonder, and I definitely saw Stevie Wonder. Really? All right. Yep. He was probably the the most regularly famous person that was there. Cool. But lots of lots of guitar people and musician people, and it was just a lot of fun. It's it's kind of like being in a big green room <laughs> because it's just it's literally just us. Yeah. And so the conversations can get very specific. That's good. As far as like gear goes, I would say like the gear pages kind of spoil the big stuff. Yeah. But there was plenty of smaller companies and just things that may have kind of slipped through the cracks that were really, really cool. I'm actually working on editing the scripted version of my takeaways from Nam. Um, but there's definitely like certain things that are just trends that are going on right now in the industry. And I think most of them benefit people like us because as fun as it is, as it would be to just make videos of this $7,000 guitar and this $3,000 guitar and this $5,000 guitar, I was, I really went into it looking for stuff that people like us would, would use. Yeah. And uh, there was plenty of it. And I was really surprised by not only the variety of products that are, are geared towards working musicians like us, but how excited they were to talk to a show like ours because they saw the the numbers and realized that that this audience is big and important and then i realized that when i got back i hadn't put all the numbers in for all of the other stuff and it turns out that right. we were missing about 50,000 views because we weren't counting youtube views for the podcast cuz it's its own category so instead of saying we're at 250,000 total views we're closer to 360,000 well it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. What's a third between friends? <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I just want to go ahead and throw out. I have seen and heard the Mackie Showbox. Okay. What do we think? So at the Mackie booth, that was pretty much the the main I'm the sure. Main deal. I'm That's, sure. Everybody was really stoked on it. <clears throat> yeah. It was that and their new creator interfaces, hmm. kind of their podcasty buttony ones which are are super nice I, I need to send you some videos of them okay. but pretty much it was it was the show box and when i walked up on the back side of it they had two people performing and they were using two show boxes one as the kind of front facing speaker and one as a monitor with like the little detachable thing with the knobs yeah, and everything yeah and it it's i mean listen we were in a convention hall surrounded by other speaker companies and you could still hear it Okay. It cut through. All right. That's good. And everybody was stoked on them. Even like, especially people who worked there. One of the product guys was like, yeah, I've definitely played, I've definitely been to uh, years of this where there wasn't a whole lot that everybody <laughs> was excited about. Yeah, I'm sure. So they were definitely feeling the love from everybody. So. That's good. That is a real cool looking speaker. Mm -hmm. And it's also a lot smaller. It's about this big. It's like a watermelon size. Huh. All right. Backup. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. So it's kind of squat. I've seen uh, people. I wasn't, I wasn't um, expecting that. I saw pictures of it up, like up on a speaker stand. It's probably, you know, if I were to use it, that would be probably how I'd do it. Right up, up on a stand. It's cool. Yeah, I would say it's smaller. It's it's definitely smaller than my K12s. So it is designed to be compact. Yeah, love it. I also found this company just kind of by accident, I was just wandering around that had cable management stuff, and I was like, oh, I do this thing for working musicians and looking for stuff for for gear that I think people would use. And he goes, oh, check out these smartphone and tablet holders oh. and they are fully machined aluminum like Ooh. the gears are all i was like this is 
Awesome. I'm a sucker for so, machine aluminum. I really am. Yeah. No, these these are a set it and forget it tablet stand for gigging and stuff. Uh, cool. And I, I'll send you those videos too. Okay. And I was just surprised by stuff constantly. There was just around every corner, there were cool knickknacks or things for uh, guys like us, um, really small pedal mixers. And there was affordable acoustics and affordable electrics. Like there was, I was really surprised at how the marketplace was kind of catered to hmm. now because it's a really big show there was there was a lot of again a lot of stuff that's just outrageous and 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 not practical but for the the day-to-day weekend warriors that kind of stuff there's a lot of cool cool stuff in the that's pipeline. really good i've always kind of thought that nam was aimed at a market that was not the weekend warrior market it was aimed sort of a higher end touring kind of folks but that's great to hear that's great to hear I did see the Shure wireless stuff, which what seemed new about it is there is a receiver module that is about the size of a body pack, but it's a receiver. And so Mm -hmm. I have been looking at wireless mics that would, because I have a vocal pedal on my pedal board, so I don't really want the receiver over by the mixer in the rack to then cable back to the pedal board and back to my channel in. Right, I'd rather just receive it right there on my pedal board, and it seems like that new Shore thing might be the answer to that. So, yep. Did you get a chance to look at any of that stuff? So the Shore booth was super, super crowded. I'm I sure. did end up going into I'm, the Sennheiser booth. I'm sure. Booth. I'm sure it yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> because they were in the Pro Audio uh, section instead of on the general floor, but they were kind of around like other studio stuff. So it was like a bunch of people that were just there just to see the Shore booth. You know what I mean? Yep. So they probably had a, a, a larger population kind of checking them out. You know, speaking of small form factors, I did check out the New X booth, which had the wireless setup that everybody in the Patreon Slack has been talking about. Yeah. It is a very big pedal, but it includes a lot of stuff, including like a balanced direct out. The wireless belt pack actually charges and pairs magnetically to the front of the pedal. So when you're done with it, you literally just slap it on there and it charges it up. Wow. I was like, why has nobody done this? That's, a, that's brilliant. Because it made perfect sense. They also had a really small in-ear monitor solution. And it, it came in kind of like the, the same container that my microphone came in. So it was like a built-in charger. Yeah. And the units, funnily enough, are about this size. Mm-hmm. So there's like a receiver and a transmitter. And just a an eighth inch plug into one and then a headphone jack out of the other. And it's $199. And, it, and I think for practicing or solo gigs or whatever, it, it's the smallest it could possibly be. That's cool. And I was pretty stoked on that. As far as like guitars go, though, my take is that everybody, for the most part, is making the exact same guitar. And what I mean by that is... If you're looking for like a modern specced six string guitar, they're all going to have a roasted maple neck and they're all going to have locking tuners and they're all going to have like the the basically from from the bridge to the nut. Everything is identical. Yeah. And at some point, I just kind of like stopped picking guitars up because every time I picked one up, I was like. Yeah, it's the same yeah, as that. Well, so. That's a guitar. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of our patrons just posted in the Slack, Ando Parisian, uh, patron for several uh, several months now, posted um, Anderton's video from the Reverend booth. Yep. And while they're all guitars, every one of them, you'd pick mm-hmm. it up and be like, yeah, that's a guitar. Boy, there's some pretty colors in there. Some pretty, pretty, you know, in terms of tech, 
Reverend, and I say this as somebody who gigs at Reverend yeah. and adores it, they are really innovative in a couple of ways in terms of technology and their colors and designs and patterns are just really great, really pretty. So, um, yes, I'm trying to talk myself out of now buying a new Reverend because there's some pretty things that were on that booth. Well, the, the neatest one that I saw at their booth was the new signature guitar from the the guy in Hot Mulligan. Uh-huh. It's a double agent with a reverse headstock, yep. but it's got like a kill switch. And a bunch of other things. It's really, really slick. Yeah. And and that that kind of turquoisey color with the flake in it is really, really pretty. Yeah, they do well with um, flake. And you know I'm a sucker for a shiny guitar. So if you're if you like shiny guitars, and I do, you should look up Cream Guitars, C R E A M. They had by far the coolest booth at NAM compared to maybe like Yamaha, who had like basically an entire floor and Prince's piano and stuff but like as far as just like regular booths go it was the coolest i'm googling this i'm already excited about the shininess yeah they're like reverse lightning bolt shaped pointy boys with some major major sparkle yeah and and we're talking like that big flake big flake yeah 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 where you could like count them (laughs) yeah yeah i played a pink one and just if i was to spend an ungodly amount of money on a guitar it's a toss up between theirs and the two pink uh, or the three pink guitars that Cower brought. And I, I spent probably 20 minutes talking with Doug Cower in the uh, the boutique nice. build area. They had these really crazy bright pink sparkly guitars that were probably the pinkest. And it seemed like there was like a contest. I saw a lot of pink guitars, uh. but I think theirs might have won out. But yeah, that cream guitar was outrageously good. It played well, sounded great. Nice kind of weight to it super rad nice and let's see so yeah same guitar everywhere you go and the same goes with like headless guitars there was a lot of those i i felt like maybe you know it was kind of niche for the past few years but it seems like a lot of companies are are going in that direction and not necessarily in my very 80s-esque Steinberger style, but more of like the very modern spec Stronberg style. Yeah, and probably probably extended range, seven and eight string. I've seen a lot of yeah, that, that kind of thing. Definitely, yeah, definitely saw a bunch of those. The interesting thing is a lot of these were import companies. Now, one hmm. thing that I'm not sure everybody was aware of, but Gibson and Fender sat this year out. They had no presence at all. I was not uh, aware There was of a that. number of companies. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Universal Audio wasn't there which I thought was kind of interesting. So what ended up happening though, is that you have these heavy hitters that weren't taking up space. And a lot of people who go to name will talk about, oh, there's the basement where they have all of these foreign companies that are doing kind of knockoff products and that kind of thing. Well, there was no basement this year. They were all on the main floor with everybody else. Okay, And it was pretty interesting because a lot of them you look and you're like, okay, yeah, though, that's definitely trying to be something else. And you would pick them up and they wouldn't necessarily feel as good as they looked from 20 feet away. Right. But there was this one <clears throat> booth in particular that had this really insane assortment of all different kinds of guitars. I think I sent one in the in the group of this Pepto-Bismol pink yes, I remember, I remember, the, remember seeing that, yeah. With the unicorn inlay at the 12th fret. They had like a whole line of these unicorn inlay acoustics. And it was really pretty. And I was like, and I picked it up and it played well. And one of the people came by and I was like, what is the retail for this? And she said, oh, it's 189. And I was like, what? I was standing there with the lead design guy from Origin Effects. And we were both just kind of like gobsmacked. And 
we went around and picked up other cool ones and and they were all less than two hundred dollars. Jeez. And I was like, Pfft. so you know, I, I think it's been really hard to find good playing affordable instruments recently, especially. But then this company just kind of like has this wild assortment of really great looking, great playing guitars that are super affordable. And, and who, what was that company? I'll have to look it up. It, it's not, there is no brand. It's some guy, it's it's literally like the the business card says Jimmy, but like everybody I talked to at that booth, there's not a single person named Jimmy. <laughs> so it, they are, they're just a manufacturing plant somewhere in China that are just cranking out rad guitars. And um, I, I got one of their cards and I'll definitely look, I'll, I'll, I'll send it out. And is the idea that they were there to sell manufacturing services to other brands? There was a little bit of that, but I think, I mean, they all were branded, huh. their, whatever their brand was. But I think if there was a company that was looking for white label services, I, I guarantee you that they would be able to find them yeah. there for sure. Yeah, for sure. And there were a bunch of really good, affordable guitars. Ibanez just released this AAM series of acoustics that I would put up against any Seagull on the market. Really? And they retail, I think they start off at like 350 bucks mm. and they were surprisingly good. Cool. And it was cool to see affordable stuff that everybody could check out. Yeah. That's if exciting. Checking- that's really exciting. Like I said, I've always felt like I was not in the, you know, I was not in the NAM market. It was like above me, but that's great yeah. to hear that I'm, it's speaking right to us. And the cool thing is that like, I had a lot of really cool conversations with companies like OnStage and the folks over at OnSong and the AirTurn folks, you know, products that we directly interface with. Yeah. And I think we're going to be in a, a really cool spot to get some products and try some stuff out. And that's ultimately why I was out there is right. to right. find stuff that I think would be worth sharing with you guys and convincing those companies that we are worth sharing with. And it was cool to see all of this new gear. And there was just a bunch of people that I'd never met before that, you know, I corresponded with online that was kind of happening in real life. And I, one of the guys posted a TikTok while we were there. He's like, Nam's like the internet. And I just thought that was a funny way of putting it because yes, that's where all the internet people are, are real. Mm-hmm. And there was also a bunch of folks that knew who we were and stopped me and asked for stickers or wanted to get a picture or whatever. That was unexpected and that's very cool. very cool that's cool so if you stop me to say hey just know that you you made my you made my day that day so were you were you wearing merch that identified you as us or no i i was just walking around just walking I around was trying to, listen i was as indescript as i could be right especially compared to the alternative there were some very loudly dressed people i'm sure yeah i was trying to at least look and dress my age which wasn't hard to do at a at a music convention right there were definitely a lot of people who were not dressing their age <laughs> but it's all in fun and getting to talk with other folks that do gear reviews about the stuff that we do got to hang out with the guys from 60 cycle hum and a lot of other channels that talk about guitar and we can share war stories and and all of that stuff and then there was this cool meetup where it was nothing but effects pedals and you know, I'm, I like my modeler. I love my, my line six HX stomp, but I got to play on some really cool pedals that like made me almost consider <laughs> adding pedals back because there yeah. were some fun ones. I get it. Lots of fun stuff. That's cool. I mean, I could talk about all kinds. I, I will say this. I was fully prepared to do a bunch of things that I did just straight up did not do 
I brought three cameras. I used two of them only because I felt guilty about not using the one that I had borrowed. I absolutely could have used just my phone. Mm. It would not have necessarily been any different. I, I brought lots of clothes that I thought I would wear that I did not wear. And then there were things I definitely needed that I did not bring, like mints and <laughs> like a collapsible water bottle. Right. There were, yeah. You know, the first time is always a learning experience. 100%. Totally. Totally. And, and so and, and, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm counting on your wisdom when we go to Nashville. Yes. In six months or something. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll see. Well, hopefully if they have Summer Nam. Right. You know, who's to say? But yeah, that's my trip to Nam in a nutshell. Awesome. Saw cool people, saw cool things, met cool creators, and played a fair amount of guitar. I, oh, okay, I do want to shout out one particular company just because I think it's funny and they make cool products. So there's this company called Rocket Music Gear, R-O-C-K-I-T Music Gear. And I found out about them because they made this Back to the Future hoverboard style yeah. guitar strap. Nice. And they run the TikTok shop. And I was like, I think I got like a, a deal on it. So I, I was absolutely down to have it. It was right on brand. But they also sell these little 3D printed accessories. And I, I met up with them and they gave me a, a few different doodads that are, are just fun. So these are pedal toppers. As you can see here, it, it is a, it's a miniature pedal. It's a miniature pedal. And then it's got a hole on the other side. And the idea is to put the pedal on the button of your pedal. So you have a pedal on your pedal. <laughs> totally, okay. That's good. totally pointless. That's good. I see that they have, they have a tone knob bucket hat on their website. Yep. And a volume. And, and yeah. that's actually how I recognize them. I uh, saw two people with buckets. I was nice. like, aha. Nice. Now, they also make this guy, which is definitely meant as a joke, but is accidentally kind of useful. So this is a boss button adapter. The idea that it's got like, you know, the little button on this side. Yeah. But now you have this real wide. Rubbery pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Section is as like, that's actually that's, kind of. That's pretty useful. Helpful. Yeah. So if you're in the market for anything like that, or, you know, I would say these are goofy guitar gifts that guitar players would. I like their, um, their silica gel do not eat guitar strap. That's mm -hmm. fun. That's fun. They've got guitar strap, guitar straps. They just say guitar strap all over them. I see one that's a receipt, like a really long. Yeah, it's like the CBS receipt. Yeah. Clever stuff. I also had one. It's like an axolotl that holds your pick, but I can't, I don't see it on my desk. I got a guitar strap here from them that says, is mayonnaise an instrument? Uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of that. There's a lot to make of it. I don't, I'm not sure there is, but <laughs> <clears throat> it might be just, just what it seems. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, cool. Rocket music gear. Love it. We'll put a link in the show notes. Sounds good. So yeah, I I would say if you are a person who has never been and would like to go, depending on where you are, it may or may not be worth the trip. Now, for me to fly all the way across the country and stay in a hotel and, and do this was not an insignificant amount of money. Right. And I want to personally thank everybody in the Patreon because you made that trip happen. Awesome. It was completely funded through your support. So perfect. Couldn't be more thankful. But I would say if you're within driving distance, it's it's worth it. It's worth to check it out because you will get to see people you would never get to see in the same room. You get to find out that Tosin Abasi isn't as tall as you thought he was. Huh. He's I think he's about my height, maybe a little shorter than I am. And I'm like five nine. I'm not like tall. But I was, I was expecting him to be like taller. He seems tall. And then like 
the guys from Polyphia who I, I saw but did not get to hang out with, unfortunately. I know I owed you an explanation, but it was kind of Beatlemania with them. Uh, sure. Tim Henson is is taller than I was expecting. Huh. So All right. you give some, you get some. I guess. Yeah. So if you're within driving distance, I think you should go. It's fun. I had fun. You'd have fun. Yeah. And that's all. That's all I got. Love it. Any uh, parting words or? No. I mean, aside from still kills me, I wasn't there with you, but but we'll we'll find the time. We'll figure it out. I figure that, well, financially that you, w- I mean, you just got back from Disney. I, I, I'm surprised you Look, have I'm, the lights turned I'm, on. I'm tapped. It's true. No, the, the fact that I have, <laughs> the fact that I still have internet service to stream this conversation. Yeah. That's a challenge. But by summer, I can probably make my way to Nashville. Less of a haul, you know? Yeah. As long as you have enough gigs, that's, that's always the thing. Crucial. I think that's the reason why I haven't gone ever. Uh. It's always like, no, nah, I'm gigging. Right. It's in the middle of the summer. It's like right. our busy season. Right. But if it happens, it happens. Indeed. All right, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, thanks to the Patreon community. Thanks to Alex, our friend who did the interview about artist endorsements. He was my artist rep for Victory Amps. I got in as an endorsed artist with Victory, which probably gave me a little bit of of juice when walking up to people. That's great. And got to play through all of their stuff and their gear is rad. And Stringjoy and Origin Effects, they're all kind of under that umbrella. And all of the guys there were super cool. So big thanks. Awesome. If you'd like to support the show, you could do a lot of things, but I'll let Mike tell you what those are. Go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of February 2nd, 2024. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Schulte from the worst name band in America, the Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show, and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest it's time to pay up here's three things you need to do a you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform you're already in the app click five stars right now write some words done while you're there share this episode to a fellow musician there's a share icon on your podcast app text it to him and say you need to listen to this you need to get better you're not a good musician this will help you two You have to follow them on your social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do, but here's where you can really support you. Join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician who wants to take your band to the next level. You have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out, and it's just a great overall community. Do it. I'm serious. Do it now. Do all these things, or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town, book a show the same night as your band at a different bar. I'm serious. We'll do it. 